You're listening to the Mobcast Network. To the cult movie cantina i'm your native american pop culture spirit guide scotty and i'm joined by as always our lady of libations hi <laughs> hey stephanie how you doing i'm i'm all right it's been it's been a few days <laughs> our, our poor lady of libations hasn't seen a bar in a while so it's it's really really wearing on her i am literally like i drank the last bit of my vodka last night so now i'm down to wine and champagne is all i have so left the- in the house they haven't closed the liquor stores, right? Aren't the liquor stores still essential? Well, yeah, but I'm trying not to go out unless I have to. So there needs, a, there needs to be a liquor delivery service. There totally needs to be a liquor delivery service. <laughs> if any of our listeners are out there, I like vodka. <laughs> <laughs> we should, you know what? We should come up with our own delivery service, like Vice Squad that delivers like beer, cigarettes, and weed to people. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> I guess that sounds weed, great. I guess weed's not legal in Alabama, but when is legal? I, I anyway. <laughs> I know a lot of people that wouldn't stop here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we are also joined by our technical jester, Justina. On Wi-Fi this Hi. time. So she's I'll on Wi-Fi. There the whole time. How are you this doing, Justina? Awesome. I'm okay. I'm all right. Been cleaning we, this weekend. We missed you last week. Uh, it was, in English, we missed you last week. <laughs> it was so frustrating. And the whole time, all I wanted to say was, I love that our names are the fun names and Scotty is just Scotty. I know. You and I both typed in our names and it kept cutting out. I was like, forget it. Forget it next time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know we were doing the name. So next time I'll do my name. I'm sorry. It's okay. I just went with Scotty. You I mean, you honestly, I don't know if uh, Ju- Justine, the gentleman, Jester, she who knows no movies will fit. But well, I just, I, I do the name I, I chose. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Um, and, and popping in from here uh, and helping us coordinate this is, is co host himself, Drew. What's up? How's it going, Drew? Good. Uh, I feel like we're playing Hollywood Squares. Circle gets clear <laughs> on the top left. See, I'm I'm MJ Bullock. MJ Bullock. If 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 Streamyard would have nine people, we would figure out a way to play Hollywood Squares. Oh, I'd be. What would be it. great is do the that would be like fun. To do like two more people and just do the Brady Bunch with the person in the middle. That'd be great. Drew will be the person in the middle. <clears throat> yeah, you can have six. So. Just get JD involved. Yeah, we're um, Speaking of JDs, uh, uh, talked to uh, Depew the other day. Awesome. Uh, Depew and uh, Gabe and uh, Jared are they're getting together and doing um, how it stacks again. So uh, be on the lookout. Oh, for good. It. I saw we that. The how it stacks. The band's back together. So they're excited to do it. They're doing the same thing that we are. We're streaming live. So we're. Shout out to them. We're we're excited to see them come back, and of course, one later they will be. We will share the hell out of it. So that's what we'll do. Awesome. That'll be fun. Uh, so there's that other thing happening. Uh, my comic book Chronicles of Limbo is now on Webtoons and Tapas. Uh, you can check uh, out uh, an ad here. Legend says that the key was birthed in the crucible that created the multiverse. The key with the power to unlock doors to anywhere or anytime. 
The key was placed in limbo, the world between worlds to keep it safe. <laughs> of course, we all know nothing is truly safe. I'm Josephine DeSalle, and most of my life I've been alone. Trapped between the living and the dead, making my way through the multiverse until I found a home in limbo. I was content, except for the ever-present hunger for blood. Then, <laughs> she came into my life, turned my carefully placed order into chaos. Even after the incident, I can't imagine life any other way. And I will kill anyone who tries to take her from me. Awesome. And you can find, <laughs> and you can find, uh, you can uh, you can find that on the uh, on our show notes, uh, or just search it uh, webtoons or topics for Chronicles. Where you can find it. Please subscribe and look out. Uh, new episodes are every Monday. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of going live, um, we had lots of live shows scheduled. <laughs> Who knows when the next one will be? I'm not sure when we'll be doing another one, but hopefully this fall we will be live somewhere at a uh, show near you. So currently. Uh, currently, uh, live uh, possibilities is going to be still at Huntsville Pop Expo, which is, you know, was supposed to be uh, next weekend and got pushed to uh, to July. So we're seeing how long this whole COVID thing lasts. If it goes quicker than we hope it, hope it does, well, we should be uh, uh, seeing everyone in July. So fingers crossed on that. That'll be good. And now we'll have a net by then. It'll be great. So yeah, you will. <laughs> Should be fun. It'll be fun. And uh, just saying, you mentioned something about our Facebook page. Oh yeah, just keep up with us on Facebook because I'm sure we'll post on there the opportunities we do have to leave our bedrooms. That's true. <laughs> Houses. That's, uh, I'm in my bedroom, so. And uh, that's uh, Facebook.com/slash/CallBoogieCantina that, uh, to find us. And uh, we we still be uh, play, you know posting episodes and playing stuff like uh, catching this and wrong title only. I've been doing watch parties pretty much every other night um, with some friends. Yeah. Feel free to come watch. I'm watching movies. I figured I'd, everyone else should watch movies with me, so that's what I'm doing. There's get, not a lot going on. I'm not going <clears> to lie. <throat> I got a little frustrated last night because I wanted to pop in and say some stuff, and it took me like several several sentences to realize that every time I said something, I was logged in as the cult movie cantina, So I and, not, and I couldn't fix it on the live stream. I couldn't switch it to yeah, myself on the live it, thing. It was weird on the phones. On the on the PC, you can either, you just switch the icon. Yeah, but, on the phone. Uh, I, I was like, it. no. Facebook's no. making phones. Just do like uh, a dash lady of libations or dash Stephanie. But, what but I, if you, what I need to do is order the cord to my laptop that I lost so I can use my laptop for stuff. But I yeah. lost the power cord. so And I just keep forgetting to order it. So. Yeah, that, that. Then, yeah, you can do that. That'll work too. That would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be nice. <laughs> so uh, we picked. I picked a uh, what I would call a timely movie for 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 our show this week, or some would dare say inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I felt like All it was right. very appropriate. I thought it was I, great. I mentioned to a I mentioned to a couple of friends that we you know we were doing this movie, and they were like. Really? Or do you really think now is the time to do the movie? And I'm like, yes, well, yeah. yes. Now, now is the best time. 
so we we picked uh, the 1995 uh, cult movie classic, Outbreak, and you can listen to slash watch the trailer here. In a remote African jungle, a small monkey is captured, bound for a pet store in America. The animal carries a deadly virus. Now, I know that some of us have doubts about what we're about to do. We'd be less than human if we didn't. But the fate of the nation, perhaps the world, is in our hands. We cannot, we dare not refuse this burden. I'm confident that each of you will do his duty. God forgive us. Your town is being quarantined. We got 19 dead. We got 100 more infected. It's spreading like a brush fire. What are you talking about? If one of them's got it, then 10 of them have got it now. And if one of them gets out of Cedar Creek, we have a very interesting problem. If that bug gets out of there, 260 million Americans will be dead or dying. I'm leaving with the team in an hour. From the heart of a small California town. Damn it, Sam, I want to save these people same as you. To the inner circle of power in Washington. The most optimistic projection for the spread of the virus is this. 24 hours, 36 hours, 48 hours. The greatest medical crisis of all time. We can't stop it. Begins. Try to remain calm. Many people are dying and are going to continue to die unless we find this monkey. There will be panic the likes of which we have never seen. There you are. Attention, Portland residents. Of citizens of San Diego. Residents of Atlanta. Denver residents of Detroit. Attention, Dallas residents. All right, so Outbreak came out in 1995. It's directed by Wolfgang Peterson. This is our second Wolfgang Peterson movie. Can anyone guess the first one? Is it Enterprise? Is it the one with the weird ship and the weird disease that nobody knows about? No, that was directed by uh, the bearded guy, uh, William Riker. Directed and that, that was first not time. called Enterprise. That was called I'm Enterprise. happy that she knows it's the ship's name. <laughs> I think, yeah, but that's not. It the wasn't called <laughs> Is that what that that thing that you posted on Facebook that with the timeline review that I had to do, where it said that our Jellical Jester won't remember this, even though she watched it? Right. So today, uh, we're that was that movie, right? Today we uh, we are recording this on April fifth, which is First Contact Day. So the t- the oh. the day that landed and met the humans and started all of. You know, as we know, it's Star Trek, and so that happens at the end of the movie First Contact, which okay, we did first contact. Third episode, or second or third episode on the, on the podcast. But so I no. Never, but to answer your question, no, I don't know what our first Wolfgang movie was. The Neverending Story. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> the Neverending Story. Wait a minute, now he did Which one he do first? The huh? Neverending Story. Yeah, Neverending Story did about ten years before before this. Okay. So, um, speaking of never-ending story, a friend of mine uh, apparently was watching it last night. Had he has small children, smaller Good. children, and had tried to introduce his children to it. I say tried because he was ang- he was upset afterwards and posted. He says, "I don't know what's wrong with my kids. They didn't even get upset when Artax died in the swamp." Oh, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's terrible." <laughs> How old are his kids? 
I don't know. They're young. Okay. So, but you know, I in mean, between the ages of thirty-five and zero. Yeah, they're like they're like probably still elementary school age, but not, you know, five to ten. Yes, that's usually yes. that they're young age. After 10, you're like, almost a teenager? I don't know. I don't know. They're sassy. And what's so sad is I can't tell the age of kids anymore at all. I can look at them and they're like, oh, they're under 16? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. All of mine are so short that everybody seems younger. Of, of course. Of course, they'll be like the ones that we saw at Pensacon that were were over 18 but looked like they were 12. They did oh and I that's felt a, so that's bad. A, that's a thing. <laughs> I did. I, this one girl's like, well, this one, this one's PG-13. Would your parents mind? I'm 18. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and like with dead eyes to her. She, she, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> she must get that all the time. I mean, she looked young. She looked 10 or 12. I am not even lying. She's 40, Don't she's let it bother you. I appreciate it when she's 40 because she's going to be like, oh, my God. You're like, you don't understand now, but one day that is the best compliment you've ever gotten. Okay. Right. Right. All right. Goodness. <laughs> All right. So back to, uh, so yeah, that, yeah Wolf King Peterson directed Outbreak and uh, he's directed a, a lot of other films that will, there's at least one or two I know that we're going to do on this podcast or the catacombs that'll pop up. He'll pop up again. Awesome. Do you know why <clears> he's so good? He's German. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> you know me so well. I do. I do. All right. So this movie started Dustin Hoffman as uh, Sam Daniels, Rene Russo as his ex-wife, Robbie Coe. Uh, it has Morgan Freeman as General it Billy Ford. It does have Morgan Freeman. Kevin Spacey as Casey. Cuba Gooden Jr. as Major Salt. Uh, Donald Sutherland's in this as uh, the other general. Patrick Dempsey's in This is his first movie as Jimbo. The guy who finds the monkey and gets sick first. Right. Dr. McDreamy. Dr. McDreamy, yep. I have no idea who you're talking about, but all right. Oh, you don't know Dr. Crazy. McDreamy? Crazy Natalie. He pops up and I went, it's Dr. McDreamy. And then he got sick first and I was like, oh, job security. Who's yeah, Dr. McDreamy, <laughs> though? What show is that from? Grey's Anatomy. I've never was, seen it. I have recently seen it in the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, he, he dies. Spoiler. In both the movie and Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that's so Not sad. Maybe he's a shitty actor. Like, per oh. personality. No, I meant like personality-wise. Maybe he's like hard to work Except with. He's dropping balls. We're just going to kill him. Well, I will say Grey's, he made it like a ways. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe, so. he, you know, it was just his time. Maybe. We'll never guest on our podcast now. I'm sorry. I recognize you, Patrick. I recognize you. It's a big deal. That's you true. It's a big deal. You like shouldn't be me. You shouldn't be stealing monkeys. It's, and it, it's it's I'm really impressed that a, she recognized him and then identified him correctly. Usually oh, she's yeah. like, yeah, he's that guy. You know, he's big and he does things. And, <laughs> and, it's and that happened. Like I have no idea who that is. In I'm the like, middle of cleaning my children's bedroom, like I'm digging through toys and I stopped and I went. McDreamy, like I recognize him by his voice. I you, love that you can you watch a movie while you're and do stuff at the same I cannot time. watch a movie and not do stuff. Like so it's you, hard. You had the movie on while you were cleaning your children's room? Yeah. I was going through their toys. I dumped all their toys in the middle of the room and I was digging through it and yeah. <laughs> it's like you guys don't know who I am. I can't I can't just sit and watch a movie. 
I tried and I fell asleep in the first 10 minutes. Remember, Scotty? I told you. I was they, like, I started it. You're not drinking enough. I, I will like <laughs> get my little spot on the couch with my alcohol and we'll like just chill. And my husband will keep bringing mm. me wine and I will See, watch the, the movie. The more I drink, the more active I get. Uh, so that does the opposite for me. So he will bring you wine, but you won't make him a sandwich. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. Okay, it's there. There is a reason he ruined any opportunity for sandwich making because he used to, <laughs> when we first got together, he used to tease me. Come on, woman, get in the kitchen where you're supposed to be and make me a sandwich. Go make oh, me a all, sandwich, woman. Blah blah blah. And jumping that's all around, yeah. So it got to the point where, like, I will never make you a damn sandwich ever now, ever, period. Sandwiches and, come up so much in my life. I don't know how that's worked. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I will make myself a sandwich. I will make you guys a sandwich. I will not make Jamie a sandwich. Now, I did make him an omelet this morning. I will cook for him. <laughs> just sandwiches are out. will not get a sandwich. Sandwiches are out. The last sandwich I made for him was... A year that and a video? half ago, yeah, for Movember, he paid me $200 to go to Movember for me to make him that sandwich. So, so that was worth it. So what about sandwich-like things, like um, a wrap? Quesadilla. Anything that he could possibly video or take a picture of and say it's a sandwich and I made it for him is absolutely out of the question. <laughs> so, so hot dogs, right? Hot dogs, I will cook the hot dog. He has to assemble it himself. <laughs> More importantly, Scotty, you think uh, a hot dog is similar to a sandwich? Yes, it is a sandwich. A hot dog like, is a sandwich. You can take a picture and be like, she made me a sandwich. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It is a meat and it is bread. I get right. it. Okay. Fair. Fair. So, fair. Hamburgers. I'm thinking about grilling burgers later. I will grill the burgers. He can assemble his own burger when I'm done. The real question is is cereal a soup? Oh, it is. It's a what? What do they call a, the the? What are those cold soups called? There's um, a word for those cold soups. That cold tomato soup to uh, Bloody Mary. No. <laughs> no. What's the name? There's a name for cold soups. Derby uh, wife would know this. She's not yes, here. Yes, it's um. Oh, what are they called? It's killing me. Yes, we'll call it a fruity flavored cold soup, whatever that what the name is. I, I'll pop Wait, it in. Just, it, it's called a gazpacho. Is, is, yes. It's oh, not it. In fairness, he said it, but just popping in to confirm. I'm out. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Gazpacho. There you go. He's so fun. Good producer. He's like, he's like the little fairy you keep in your fanny pack, and right. then when you get hurt, he comes out to help you, and then he goes back in your fanny pack. He's so great. So cereal is a, is a wheat and... Fruity gazpacho with a dairy finish. Would you say that it is, instead of being savory, like most soups are, that it is just the sweet form of soup? Because you can put things in well, it, like berries. It depends. You can make it savory by, like, just doing the, like, if you take a wheat or a fiber-based, you know, whatever and you put your milk on top your unsweetened milk let's say you're drinking unsweetened soy milk then it what would I be do? definitely savory so i like we're i like we're 16 minutes in and we've just barely touched the movie <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> but you love us yes drew composed the meme <laughs> that is my favorite i have named him daniel 
He, I uh, love him so much. I use him all the time. He's hey, Daniel. Awesome. Hey, Daniel. His name's uh, Daniel, by the way. Da all right. Shall we talk about the movie? Oh, you ready for a sermon? Sure. Preach it. Brothers and sisters gather round in 1967 during the Kaskari mutinies, a virus called Mutaba. Mutaba. Which causes a deadly fever is discovered in the African jungle. Jungle. To keep the virus secret, the U.S. Army uh, destroys the camp where sol uh, soldiers were infected. 28 years later, Colonel Sam Daniels, a USA MRID virologist, that's a thing. I don't know what it is. I guess it's like what the CDC is for the military. It is an acronym full of stuff, and I'm not going to explain it. Uh, it's, sent to, <laughs> it's sent to the investigator now by Zaire. He and his crew, Lieutenant uh, Casey Schuler. And a new recruit, Major Salt, gather information and re uh, return to the United States. Ford now, a, a, uh, Billy Ford, his uh, uh, Brigadier General and Daniel Superior Officer, dismisses the uh, latter's fears that this virus was spread. Oh, she got dismissed. We dismissed her? <laughs> Why am I dismissed? You're back. <laughs> <laughs> You. So, beginning this movie, we got uh, we got this uh, village in Africa, uh, sick with lots of things. Uh, this whole Mutaba virus, yeah. And uh, Donald Sutherland and Morgan Freeman show up. They're not really there. I don't think. I think they're just voice acting these guys because you can't see their faces. And plus, it's supposed to happen like in the hey, 60s. Hey, friend. Hi. Oh, hey, we have a friend. <laughs> How is everybody? Everybody is good. How are you doing, Angela? Doing pretty good. No fever yet, so we're great. Good. Oh, good. 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 None of us should have fevers, do are we all? I hopefully <laughs> we're all fever free. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Angela, have you seen Outbreak? Uh, she can't hear you because we're on the earphones. Have you seen the movie Outbreak? Yes. That's, That's what, what we're, we're talking about. <clears throat> I actually had to watch it for home. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Home. He's the best. So they talk, uh, they talk to the, the, the scientist there. Who's like, you know, it's, it's fine. It's not airborne. And uh, we need all this help. And the guy, the, the army guys are like, Oh yeah, totally. We'll get you help. We're gonna get you all the supplies you need. Everything's going to work out. And then they leave and they firebomb the place with the it's crazy. It's called a fuel bomb. It's apparently the second most lethal thing that we have in our arsenal. <laughs> That's awesome. Though. It's like you have a fuel bomb and then you have nuclear. I'm so um, it's a really a dramatic scene. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. And, but that's one way to get rid of a virus. I hope the government's not listening now. <laughs> well, well, I think much now. Like you would have to get rid of pretty much everything. You know, you bet there's somebody's thinking about that. Well, not here. Go away. So, so we cut to, to now where uh, we have uh, Dustin Hoffman uh, has has to go to Zaire, but first he's got to give his dogs to his ex-wife because you know they're, they're splitting up, and I guess he kept the dogs. I would. Is that how that went? So when we get done with the <laughs> podcast, when we get done with the sermon, let's back up. I have thoughts about the dogs. Okay. Well, you we're talking about the dogs now. You can have thoughts now. No, it's the end of the film. Thoughts. Oh, okay. So we can address it later. Dogs? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't remember dogs in the movie. Exactly. 
Well, that's okay. the thing is they come up a specific number of times. We'll talk about it at the end. So, Anyways, uh, dogs. so, 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 Dustin has dogs and he has to get rid of them for because he has to go to Zaire, so he gives them to his ex wife, Renee Russo. Uh, she, oh, she's leaving, yeah, yeah, she has the other, they're St. Bernard's, right? Oh, I don't know what kind of dogs they are. I'm a cat person. I just like, remember him keep at, like giving her crap about the dog. He did, he, he, he was not a great ex husband, <laughs> so. Uh, so he goes off to Zaire, uh, where we meet uh, Kevin Spacey's character Casey, and then uh, Salt, who is um, uh, Cooper Gooden Jr.'s character, who's he's the gung ho. I'm the I'm the new ma uh, 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 major. I'm I'm all excited to go to to the field. He's never been on the field before, and of course he freaks out when he he sees his first uh, group of bodies. And he well, he reassured them he was okay. He's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine, guys. I've got this. I've read all about it. I'm prepared. And. Clearly, he was not. <laughs> he threw so, up in his suit. That would be terrible. Yeah, he, and he tried to take his helmet off, and he does, and he kind of missed. And uh, ugh, I, I'm glad there's people out there doing that. I can't do that job. I'm not good at that. Yeah. Oh, uh, and so he comes back after seeing this bug, and he, he talks to his boss, Morgan Freeman, and is like, "Hey, Billy, this this thing is, it will kill everybody. We need to issue an alert. This thing's." Gonna, and Billy's like, "No, we're not going to issue an alert. We got this. It's." it's it kills so fast it's not going to hurt anybody, so no one's going to catch it. So but let's then, meet. But, so let's meet Betsy, a white-headed uh, capuchin monkey uh, that is a host of the virus and is smuggled into the country. James Jimbo who's Scott, also who who is also what monkey and what show? The monkey and friends. Yes, that's Marcel. Wait, <laughs> what show? Friends. Marcel on Friends. Oh, I haven't seen Friends. That's the first, the first season or first two seasons, Ross has a monkey, right? Yeah. And then they got rid of the monkey. In the first season, yeah. Well, they got rid of the monkey because the other two dimwits got a duck and a chicken. Chicken. The chicken, the duck. <laughs> chicken and ducks over monkeys. Uh, the, uh, Just seeing so I have all ten seasons, I'm going to have to learn you when this is all over. Okay. The I'll monkey, take you on that. The monkey is still acting, by the way. The monkey's still really? alive? Yeah, the monkey's still alive. Capacho monkeys live a while. Oh, and wow. uh, so the last the last time I heard about the monkey doing anything was uh, was in Wide Last Man's Pilot. And uh, to be playing Ampersand, the monkey in that. So, I have a question. This is probably something Drew can answer. Do animals win awards for their acting? Or do their trainers win awards? Or, oh. or is there even a category? There's uh there's no category. It, the shame would be I can't if, I hear him. Somebody's uh, gonna have to. Uh, I got no sound. That's strange. I, I can hear, hear you. Yeah, I can hear him. You don't have to hear last time. Anyway, it would be a bigger shame it's if there okay. were can you hear him? or animals oh, and still no. It was on the left side, player. probably. She's, now he's gone again. Okay. Yeah, I didn't Go hear ahead. you, Drew. Say it again. I said the shame would be if there were awards for animals and still no awards for stunts. <laughs> oh, that's have to fair. I don't know. That's I didn't, fair. I didn't there's no anything. awards for stunts either. No, there's no, no Academy no Award for stunts. There should be. Oh. Well, what was the answer? I couldn't no. hear through. There's no? uh there's no awards for animals. And he said that there's also no awards for stunts either. 
That's terrible. It is terrible. It is terrible. Uh, See, Those yeah, people risk their right. lives to make the other people look good that don't have well, to do the dangerous things. And I can understand maybe not for animals, but the animal trainers maybe, you know, or something. Because that's a lot of work too. So I have a stunt fact. I'm not going to say fun fact because it's not fun. Uh, <laughs> but I, at work, we were during our team meetings, I did the fun fact of the week. And one week I did one based on Harry Potter. Uh -huh. Go figure, uh, as it surrounds me. Uh, so the stunt double for Harry was injured during the last film, I think, and he followed through the whole films. And uh, it was during like a battle scene and got hit the wall wrong and fell. And I think he's paralyzed to this day, but he had been doing stunt work since he was a kid, is still doing stunt work. And um, Daniel Radcliffe like paid for his expenses. Like they were really close. And supports him, and like he has uh, the stunt double. I can't remember his name, which I feel terrible about. Um, but he has like this whole foundation for people who become paralyzed yeah, like and continuing their passion. So, but he still does stunt work in the ways that he can. Well, that's, that's cool. Awesome. I kind of wanted to do that back in the day. I wanted I wanted to be a stunt person for movies. I You'd really did. I would have loved it. I have the injuries for it, so I should should have just done it. Well, after you get that robot neck, like you're well, gonna yeah. be I keep trying, high dollar. I'm trying to think of good like lies to tell about that. But anyway, let's continue with this movie or else we'll never hit. Oh, sorry. So uh Betsy, a white headed kibacha monkey uh that is host of the virus, has smuggled into the country uh, James Jumbo Scott. A worker at animal testing laboratory is infected when he steals Betsy to sell in the black market. Jimbo fails to sell Betsy to Rudy Alvarez, who also becomes infected, a pet store owner in coastal California village of Cedar Creek. After releasing the monkey in the woods outside the nearby community of Palisades, he develops symptoms on a flight to Boston and infects his girlfriend, Alice. Their illness is investigated by Dr. Uh, uh, Robbie Koeg, uh, who is Dustin Hoffman's wife in this, <clears throat> Renee Russo. A CDC scientist and Daniel's ex-wife, Jimbo, Alice, and Rudy die. But uh, Coward determines that no one else is in Boston is was infected. Oscars award. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, a hospital technician in Cedar Creek is infected when he accidentally breaks the vial of Rudy's blood. The virus quickly mutates into a strain capable of spreading like influenza, becoming airborne and causing a number of people to be infected in a movie theater. Daniel flies to Cedar Creek against Ford's orders, joining uh, Robbie's team with... Uh, Casey and Salt. As they begin a search for the monkey, the army quarantines the town and imposes martial law. Uh, kind of like Mobile right now. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, Casey is infected when his suit tears. Uh, Co accidentally sticks herself with a contaminated needle while treating him. When Ford provides an experimental serum which cures the original strain, Daniel, Daniel realizes that uh, he was aware of the virus before the outbreak. Daniel learns about Operation Clean Sweep, a plan for the military to contain the virus by bombing Cedar Creek, incinerating the town and its residents, ostensibly to prevent Mutaba's expansion to uh, pandemic proportions. However, McClintock, now a major general, that's uh, uh, Donald Sutherland, plans to use uh, the operation to conceal the virus existence so it can be pre preserved as a biological weapon. To prevent Daniels from finding a cure, McClinton orders his arrest uh, for carrying the virus. Daniels escape, and he and Salt fly a helicopter to the sea, which at, uh, to a ship at the sea which had carried Betsy. Daniels obtains a picture of Betsy and releases it to the media. A Palisades resident, uh, Miss Jeffries, realizes that it's her daughter. Uh, Kate has been playing with Betsy in her yard and then calls the CDC. 
Daniels and Salt arrives at the Jeffrey's house. Salt tranquilizes Betsy, and Kate uh, after Kate coaxes her out of hiding in the woods nearby. When he learns uh, from Daniels about Betsy's capture, Ford delays the bombing. On their return flight, Daniels and Salt are chased by McClintock into another in another helicopter, and Salt fires two rockets in into the trees, deceiving them to think they had crashed. Once back in Cedar Creek, Salt mixes Betsy's antibodies with Ford serum to create an antiserum. Although Schuler has died, that's Casey, uh, they saved Robbie. McClintock returns to base and resumes Operation Clean Suit, refusing to listen to Ford. Daniels and Salt fly their helicopter directly in the path of the bomber's approach to its target. With Ford's help, Daniel persuades, persuades the bomber's flight crew to detonate the bomb over the water and spare the town. Before McClintock can order another bombing, Ford relieves him of command and orders his arrest. Daniel and Robbie reconcile, and Cedar Creek residents are cured. Credits. Uh, oh. That was Red. probably the fastest sermon I think you have ever done. Uh, the, yeah, we're, <laughs> it was very streamlined. <laughs> that was kind of crazy. Where did our jellical gesture go? <laughs> it was My computer like, was dying. Run. <laughs> I, I look. I was reading it. I looked back and bam, she's gone. And metabolizer. Did she? Was she? Does doesn't a metaba sound like a nice drink or like? Some sort of tropical island we should go to. I was even going to ask if you for a libation, did you find the Mutaba? <laughs> <laughs> or well, did you? You know, I did libations, but I didn't find. I didn't even think to look for the Mutaba. Damn it! The Angela's on it. Angela's on it. <laughs> Angela's going to try to find us the Mutaba. Yeah, we oh. want the Mutaba cocktail. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it's time for libations if you want to do that while she looks up Mutaba. Oh, okay. So what I did was, um, so the big thing right now are the quarantinis. That, <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. And because uh, we're all under quarantine and I, uh, I wanted to actually make some. So when I was in the kitchen today looking at my ingredients, I realized I'm out of vodka. Jeez. And I was very sad about yeah. that. And I, and I also have no gin and I have no, I am out of liquor period there's rum in the truck so yeah there's tequila in your freezer feel free yeah but that's tequila <laughs> oh that's right you don't so, mm, um, i do so town and country released a article called your 10 best quarantinis for self or was it for social distancing so that is what i'm going to post today in our show notes they are wonderful we they have everything from your classic martini to your espresso martini to your pear martini to like a jalapeno martini um they've got gin and vodka varieties but it's your 10 best quarantinis for social distancing so that'll be in our show notes um but today because it's sunday and on sundays i'm usually brunching i am doing my mimosas so my mimosas ran out Right, so this is what we're pairing for this. But well, but for our listeners, you will get your recipes for your 10 best quarantinis coming up for your social distancing. Um, you just need alcohol in your house, which I'm out of. It's sad. You know what? <laughs> That's what I should bring, a red balloon attached to a bottle of vodka. I, <laughs> it would be the most awesome thing ever. So just curious, what is your favorite bottle of vodka? Um, either Stoli or Tito's. Oh, I have a Tito story. <laughs> All right. You ready? You ready for this? 
No. Okay. Because it's still so, libation time. So, yes, I'm ready yeah. for your Tito story. Uh, it has nothing to do with alcohol, but everything to do with turtles. Okay. So, do you have a turtle named Tito? That's a tricky question. Okay, let's back up. So I cleaned my I cleaned the girls' room, right? And right. then I took pieces of it to a storage unit to clean it out. And when I was coming home from the storage unit, there was this tiny little baby turtle crossing the street in my neighborhood. And I stopped immediately and went and got him. And I named him Tito the turtle. It was this tiny, like it was like this big. It was so tiny. Um, and it was the middle of the street in my busy neighborhood. So I took him back home with me and I put him by my creek in my backyard so he could live his best turtle life. But I named him Tito. Awesome. And I was like, now I need vodka. <laughs> I used to have a pet turtle named Rupert and I named him after oh. the guy on um, whatever season of Survivor that Rupert was on. Oh. Because he was, my little turtle was a survivor. So there you go. But so that happened to me today. Like, I'm a right, right before this. I'm a survivor. <laughs> no, sorry. I never watched Survivor. I watched it for a while. I didn't get into it. Oh, oh, real quick on Survivor. They haven't gotten better than season two where they almost killed the entire cast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What happened? I, qu I quit watching it because they made they made the cast members too pretty. And the further they went up, so when it first started, it was like real people competing. They looked like real people. They were different shapes and sizes and different ages. And as the, the the show progressed, the later seasons, they're all just beautiful young people trying to. They can look good wearing no clothes, pretty much. Yes, so, it's like, and yeah. it's stupid. It's stupid. So the second season, they put them in the Australian outback, and like literally, and which is is also everything I mean, the, is out to kill you in Australia. Well, there's that. I, also, the outback is like in the middle of nowhere, and they found a place in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere. Right, and that's where what, everything is trying to kill you. Right, and so. They had a guy who was like, uh, he was hunting boar. That was his big thing. He would hunt boar for the because I remember. You, oh yeah. And then uh, Peter was all mad at those episodes because he was killing boar and putting you know blood on his face, all tribal like. Well, he falls in the fire and burns himself up, and so they have to they had to, they had to fly him out. Yes, I remember that. At the end of the, the when it got down to the last two or three people, they were literally starving, and the uh, producers felt bad for them and were like. Yeah, we realized, and we've talked to our doctor that you you guys will probably die. So we're going to give you rice so you can eat. Yeah. But we're going to take your fire so you don't have any fire for the rice. Right. So they they gave him rice. So and when they're what was so bad is like when they finally went home, and of course you immediately go to the doctor. Like the, this particular cast were just full of all kinds of intestinal worms and oh my um, gosh, like and like covered in all kinds of insect bites, and they were malnourished yes. and dehydrated, and yeah, it was like it was I real mean, legit. And then they right. and that, then they glamorized it and made yeah, it okay. easy with pretty people. Um. I, I will try to remember this for the uh, cult meeting because I want to. I want to. I want to continue with the movie, but uh, remind me to tell you about Kid Nation next week. Okay. So can we talk about the dogs for a minute? Yeah. Yeah, we talk about dogs. Yeah. Okay. So the movie starts with dogs. Okay. He okay. takes the dogs over there. That's how you learn that they're not together anymore. Is because he's obviously like dropping off custody of the dogs, and then he's like, "I'll get them when I come back." And then he shows up late and she's loading the cab, right? And she has the dogs. Like, and then the dog doesn't listen to her. And then he makes that one easy command and the dog listens to him. Anyway, you can tell the dogs are important to him. 
Right. Then they have a whole conversation with his friend. What was it? Sam? It was an S. Sam? Casey. Okay. So, so Sam, Sam is Dustin Hoffman, the one with the dogs. Casey is his friend. Okay. He has a whole conversation with him. Kevin Spacey? But, yeah, yeah, his friend Kevin Spacey, like about I the dogs. Him. And it's like, so what are you going to, like all this stuff. And then the first time that he sees her after they go remote, remote and they go to deal with the thing, he's like, what'd you do with the dogs? Did you put him in a kennel? And she doesn't answer him. And then she almost dies. And I was like, how great would it be in this really touching moment where they're sitting there together and he takes off his helmet. If he took it off and he looked at it and was like, where's the dog? Seriously. Where's the dog? <laughs> exactly. Look at worth baby. The so the show ends and we never learn where the dogs are and then they're never brought up again, but they're brought up throughout the whole film, throughout the whole thing. It, it should have ended with how much they're brought up through the different times of like the, the outbreak and everything. It should have ended with her being like, the dogs are at my mom or like, you know, like something like that. Like yeah, my mom. Exactly. You don't know where, who, who, let the dogs out. where are the and dogs? This is why I love nobody addresses so the dogs. How about, some, how about some apocrypha? Does that okay. do Give us some apocrypha. Apocryphize uh, us. So apocrypha. here's something. I mean, it so, is Palm Sunday. I feel like we need some apocrypha. Look at this. So Dustin <laughs> Hoffman got, did some uncredited uh, screenwriting on this. What nationally recognized poet laureate also did uh, uh, screen work on this? You'll never guess this. I'm going to ask what the word means because knowledge is power. Uh, what is poet laureate? Uh, it's, it's a it's a poet of high standing. Okay. You is it it's poet laureate? It's actually a government position. We you know we all ha we have one. I don't know who our current poet laureate is. But really? Okay. So you're asking us who who worked on this movie and the script? Uh, yeah, yeah. But, I but also didn't get credit for it. Like, like yeah, they use. I'll say, hey, it's her. They didn't use her ideas, but she's a very very famous writer and poet. Oh, that is the. Um, oh God, what's her name? She's. Um, <laughs> I've got Mary Lou Redden popping up in my head, and I know she's a figure skater, but it's like she's, uh, she's a gymnast. Okay, oh, yeah, gymnast. Yeah, yeah, gymnast. Gymnast. Whatever. Thank you. <laughs> Who's the um, no? Who's the older lady that is of color and writes these beautiful poetry? She died a That's couple years ago. Huh? She died a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, um, Maya Angelou. Thank you, Maya. Angelou. Maya Angelou wrote on this script. That's awesome. Really? I yeah, do Maya exactly. Angel in my head, I'm like, I know who did it, but Maya Angelou wrote on the script. They didn't use her or Dustin Hoffman's ideas, but she got she got paid and did some uncredited screen work. But yeah. That's crazy. I want to know what that is awesome. Um, how many did she help with other films? Uh, I looked at her IMDb and I didn't see a lot of film work that she did writing on. She she did a lot of guest stars and stuff. But why should why would she have worked on this script? Who knows? <laughs> I wish she was still alive. That was a question I would like. How did this happen? That's, there's a story yeah. in this. She probably has like a good friend involved or something. Uh, Maybe she likes monkeys. Who knows? Or she's really into viruses. I she knew COVID nineteen was coming. She Maybe knew. So. Maybe so. Uh, just for just for the record, uh, Joy Harjo is our current uh, United States poet laureate. Okay. What do they do? Like in that position, what specifically do they do as their job? They like, write I know poetry. poetry. I know poetry, but that's what they do. 
do we have like a national writer for novels or just so, a poet just poet it's the so the part the poet laureate is a consultant uh, in poetry to the library of congress and they okay. serve as the official poet of the united states so you know they write poems about the country during the you know and they're they're picked by the president and so it changes every four years or so i did not know that how would you get I, how would you like that job you're my you're my designated poet <laughs> <laughs> write about the things i do but make it sound good and make it rhyme yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I, if I were president, I think I would hire somebody like Stephen King to be my <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm not just even lying you can. about that. Just because you can. Or Anne Rice. Anne Rice or Stephen King. It's going to be some creepy stuff that they're going to be like spouting well, out. With, with COVID going on, it'd be kind of appropriate. I know, right? <laughs> so this movie was originally uh, slated for Ridley Scott to direct. Really? Right. And it was going to be called Red Zone. That would have been a completely mm -hmm. different movie had he directed it. Uh, what has he directed? Ridley Scott? Uh, Alien, Hannibal, Black Hawk Down, Gladiator, he won the Oscar for. Interesting. Uh, like uh, action, a different movie. action and horror and sci-fi movies. Yeah. Like that kind of Blade thing. Runners is. Um, uh, uh, I don't think what, he, what he's done lately. But anyway. So, so it's going to be called. Um, pulling on my note again because I lost it. Uh, so it's going to be. Uh, so originally going to be called Hot Zone. Films is going to be directed by Ridley Scott. It was going to start either Robert Redford or Harrison Ford. Oh, Harrison Ford would have been good. Not so much yeah. Robert Redford. Uh, and uh, and Jodie Foster. Okay. Robert Redford. Is he the one, um, golly, what is that show called? The, it's not Bones. I watched that too. He was in a show where he was a convict and he got consulted on cases because he manipulated the system so that he would have to work with a detective. Does that I'm make sense? I don't think so. That doesn't <laughs> sound familiar to me at I all. I think the person in the show's name was like red i don't know something like that I'm carry like, on i'll figure it out i'll figure I'm it out like no <laughs> i'm gonna figure it out all right i watched that show and i cannot remember what it's called uh so it's gonna start uh harrison ford's uh this also was slated to be starring sylvester stallone no uh, it would have been like an action movie instead well, of yeah it would have been no, and that's what it was going to be. It was going to be an action film about an action star versus a virus. Uh, and then I like this better because it made it like at least a little bit more real. Right. And so when they got Dustin Hoffman in the picture and Wolfgang Peterson took over as director, they looked at looked at Dustin Hoffman and was like, This guy's not an action hero. So they rewrote it to him being this To be a drama. Would be a this a this thriller. Drama, this thriller. Yeah, thriller. It's more, you know, heady than it is. I mean there's action in it, but it's not so I thought that was I thought that was fascinating, so I figured I'd share that up. It is fascinating. I do like that it's focused on the like the virologist as well. I think it's interesting to add that input on it. <clears throat> also, uh, Mel Gibson also was slated to be in this, um, but he turned it down. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> However, 
speaking of Mel Gibson, I was watching Thunderdome last night, Justina, and I thought about you. Two men enter, one man leave. Thunderdome, we should have been we should have been doing in April, but COVID had knocked it all out. We're going to do Thunderdome and Fury. We got to do Thunderdome. I was watching it last night. We'll do it. And my and mom, I, and I, I have a theory. I have a theory. I got to squeeze in about Thunderdome. Uh, the wig, the wig he wore in Thunderdome, I think it's the same wig he wore in Braveheart. <laughs> all right, uh, Thunderdome's a Mad Max movie. We, you know, Fury Road. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Blacklist. <laughs> I was thinking of the show Blacklist. Oh, Blacklist. No, that's James Spader. Okay, just James kidding. Spader. I think his name his name is Red. His name is Redford in the show. Oh, yeah. gotcha. But so nice. So, that's James so, Spader. Still connected. So, still uh, so, want some trivia? Yes. How many, Oscar, how many Oscar winners are in this movie? Seven. Um, no, let's see. There's Dustin Hoffman. Wait, what? My first number. Um, did Kevin Spacey win this Oscar? I think he did for American Beauty, didn't he? Right. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Renee Russo. That's at least four. Renee Russo for. Did that's a woman. Hold on, and I'm wondering if. Um, I'm pretty sure Kevin Spacey also got one for K Pax too, didn't he? I don't know. I'm gonna say. No okay, we you know it's not the four. monkey. The monkey doesn't four. get awards. I'm going to say four. All right. So you are correct. There are four. There Oscar are winners. four Oscar winners. There are four Oscar winners. So you know. Say that again. Uh, Renee Russo has never been nominated for an Oscar. What else is oh, she, she in? Was it? Okay. Then it had to have been a Donald Sutherland then. Donald Sutherland has been uh, nominated every one. So who was the other one? So Dustin Hoffman, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, and Cuba Gooden Jr. Oh, I forgot about Cuba. Yeah, Cuba. Cuba. Show me the money. He won. Yeah, I forgot about that movie. He's Kevin, he's good. Kevin yeah, Spacey won his for um, Usual Suspects. Really, I thought it was American Beauty. Okay. I think it was nominated for American Beauty. Yeah. Oh, no, he no, he's got two. Sorry, he's got one for American Beauty as well. Yeah, that's why I thought. Okay. Uh, American Beauty and the Usual Suspects. He won ninety six, and then uh, so he won a year after this movie, and then he won two thousand for American Beauty. All right, Cuba. I do love some Cuba. He was such a baby in this movie; like he was he, so young and was, and fresh and green. So was Dempsey. Dempsey yeah. looked like a whole different person. Uh, Dustin Alvin also has two Oscars. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, uh, what else is he in that's notable? That Rain I Man. might know. Are Did you kidding know? me? <laughs> huh? Rain Man. Oh, I haven't seen Rain Man. Tootsie? Tootsie, the, I haven't um, seen Tootsie. The Graduate. The Graduate. I have seen The Graduate. That's what it he's, is. Thank you. He's, he's the Graduate. But I was watching it. I was like, I know this person. But I can't remember why. He's been in so many other movies, but yeah. But yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. But um, he, um, he won for Rain Man and he won for uh, Lenny. Rain Man was how much I love that movie. I hate Tom Cruise. And those of you who know me know this. I hate Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and Kryptonians are on my list of hate. 
I mean, they're like. Right I mean, they're, I mean, they're kind of the same thing. Tom Cruise is a Scientologist, so he's basically That's pretty much the same thing. Tom Cruise and Kryptonians, I I can't stand. But Rain Man was a wonderful movie. So I need to see that. Go. I've heard multiple things about it. It's really good. It's really good. I need to put it on my list. So uh, some of this trivia is a there's a lot of animal trivia here in here for Justina. <laughs> who was all worried about your animals. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, when Robbie goes to the pet store, she notices the other monkey in his cage near his death. To accomplish this thing, the trainer put non-toxic ointment in the monkey's eyes to make it look red and then cued the monkey to stay. <laughs> I just want to say I have 20% power left. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll speed this up then. <laughs> when, Rudy, when Rudy, the pet store owner, becomes sick, the, uh, the virus and collapses over a shelf of aquarium full of fish, they're plastic fish, so no fish were harmed. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Good. When the monkey in the pet store reacts to the fish tank crashing uh, and it's frightened by the noise, the trainer merely cued, cued the monkey to laugh, which made the monkey appear to be frightened. Oh, laugh at his pain, dear. Laugh I at love, his you pain. You know, my mother loves monkeys, by the way. that's She will watch hours and hours and hours of documentaries on monkeys. I think it's going to lie. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the the breeds of dogs are, are Saint Bernards. They're Saint Bernards. So, the... you mean Cujo? Yeah, Cujos. They were uh, sweet dogs. So here's some dog trivia. When the dogs are in the taxi, they are they are barking to get out the Sam. One of them hangs his head out the window of the taxi. For this scene, two trainers had positioned the dogs in the back seat of the car. One trainer sat in the back seat of the uh, with the dogs, while the other one called the dog from behind to look back at Sam. Between takes, uh, while they were in the car, the air conditioner was kept on for their comfort. Oh, to know as well. I I love how they do the do the dogs. Like in like in Cujo, they use several Saint Bernards, and you know what they use to make them look like they were foaming at the mouth? Egg whites and sugar. Yum. <laughs> I, mean, I wonder uh, if they liked it. They did. That's why they had to have multiple Saint Bernards because they kept licking it off of themselves. <laughs> Okay. Well, what do you do? I mean, when I make flight, flight hey, that well, makes whipped cream. Right. But they had to have it slimy and foamy looking, so it wasn't quite whipped. So when we make fake blood for our, for the movies that we've made, and uh, Steph knows this because she's worked with us, but uh, our fake blood is uh, Kira Sherp and Hershey's because it, it tastes like chocolate. Which is yummy, by the way. <laughs> I know it, firsthand. It's so, <laughs> well, and it looks good on camera, but it tastes like chocolate. Ask, uh, ask me how I know. On the of the <laughs> It's that video where you're naked and no one can find it. No, no, it was the we other one where I was watch. a zombie. We showed both of those when last I night. Drank, I drank real alcohol in the video when I was naked. That's true. Uh, one no. more dog. Uh, one more thing that I, I should have mentioned in, in, in Apocrypha and I, I, I forgot it. Um, but this will be good trivia. So the original ending of this movie is the bomb explodes the town. What? Yeah, they That's were terrible. Yeah, they filmed it. They filmed the town being blown up and everything. And audience hated it so much in test screenings that they uh they, they had to change it. Good. You don't so, have the arches. Character arcs. So arches. they were like, we're just gonna blow up the town, which kinda is a bold move, I think. So there's some there's some trivia for you. Plus we learned what a poet laureate is. Okay, back that up. Yes, Hold we on. did. I have to show you that um Angela is weird. And we yes. talk about St. Bernard's, and this is what she is like. 
I don't know if you can see this. That's when I pulled up Cujo. She pulled up Cujo. This is apparently an actor that played Cujo in one of the. Yeah, there's a guy. That, yeah, there's a guy in the Cujo suit. Part of in part of it. In yeah. part of it. <laughs> I've never seen him. Isn't that crazy? A little bit. Uh, okay. I have Cujo on the watch list. We can do it as a watch party. I have I have a copy saved. Cujo. So. Yeah, Cujo. I love Cujo. I love that cool. movie. Yeah. I have never seen it. Well, we have to do it. That's why I had to look because I couldn't picture St. Bernard being weird. You want to do it tonight? I'm open tonight. We can do it tonight. I'm now I'm saying. Uh, wait until I get. I mean, you guys can do it if you want to. I need to get a plug for my computer so I'm not watching on my. I got gotcha. you. On my phone. So, how much money do you think this movie made? <laughs> oh, this movie made yeah. probably like. Sixty-nine million dollars. Forty-nine million. Uh, Stephanie's close. Sixty-seven. Oh, oh. I was close. Like Price is right. I win though, because you went over. I know, but I was still very close. close. <laughs> I uh, went for sixty-nine well, because well, I went for forty-nine because it's my number. Uh, it uh, opened at thirteen million. That's my lucky number. This show is all about us. I know it. Open it. And so, so it opened the weekend of March uh, 10th, uh, 1995. I was a senior in high school. I kept thinking it was in 95. Yeah, 95. That is the year that Jack was born. Okay. What what month? He was born in uh, July. So you were pregnant with with him when this came out. In 95, I was Penelope's age. Oh. Oh. I was six, guys. My youngest, or my youngest son was my oldest son was five. <laughs> Look at that. Look at our you age. really could adopt me whenever you want. I'm available. <laughs> so how do you think this movie did the opening weekend? I think it was second. Justina? This is 95, so I don't know. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say first or second. I'm going to say second because I'm playing it safe, but it had big names. I'm going to go with first because Morgan Freeman. Justina's right. It's first. There you go. Listen I was to being, that sexy I was voice. Being too safe. I was being too safe. But yeah, you. I mean, that makes sense. It's because you're out of vodka. I understand. Uh, also, also, out of vodka. Also, typically when we do these movies, I think we've only had one other that was number one for the weekend. So it's yeah, a, usually it's, the movies we watch aren't the first. They're not that high. So uh, number one was Outbreak. Number two is Man of the House. Number three was the Brady Bunch movie. Number four. Brady was, Bunch. <laughs> Those uh, are terrible movies. Number four what a was callback from the beginning. Oh my gosh. Number four was Just Cause, and number five was Boys on the Side. Um, this was also Those the are summer. all terrible movies. <laughs> no wonder it was number one. This is also the summer of Pulp Fiction and Walking Dead and Billy. Uh, I'm not Walking Dead up. Pulp, uh, Pulp Fiction, Fiction was so Shaw- good. Shawshank Redemption, Billy Madison. Oh that was a God, good year. Too. Morgan Freeman had a good year that year. Yeah, he had a really good year. Well, Shawshank Redemption started, just started the whole Morgan Freeman narrate my life thing. So I, so I love Shawshank. So how did it fall in the box office for 1995? With all those movies, I'm going to say 15. I'm going to say 13 because it's my lucky number. So just think you said what? 15. 15. Number 15 was Get Shorty, so you're wrong. Shit. Number 13 is Congo. Okay. <laughs> which will probably was do it nine? 
Uh, no, it's actually number 20. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. So it was pretty high, though. It was pretty. It's one of the higher ones that we've done. Yeah, it is. It's actually, uh, it's actually a good movie. <laughs> uh, number one was Batman Forever. The Batman franchise was hot. This is a better movie than Batman Forever. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Way much. Yes, it is. But Batman Forever made $184 million. Uh, it's about what the people want, Stephanie, not how good the movie is. Which one was Batman Forever? Which terrible uh, Batman movie? Is that the Penguin was? one? That's the one with Val Kilmer. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is okay. not the Penguin. No, the Penguin is uh, Batman Returns. Yeah, okay. So, Val Kilmer has... the bad guy in Forever? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones and... Um, no, no, no. So, so the fictional bad guy. Oh, the Riddler and uh, Two Face. Two Face. Okay, so, so I saw that Jim one. And so Jim Carrey. Jones. Yeah, Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. Number two. One. Number two was Apollo Thirteen. That was a good movie. That's a good movie. It's a good movie. Can argue. Tom Hanks. Yeah, that, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. Number three, Toy Story. Okay, that's. I, I, I well, here's something. What's amazing about Toy Story? Toy Story made $146 million in 1995. It was released in November 20, November 22nd. So let's Oh you, my gosh. Right. Batman was released in June, June and made 184. Just to let you understand how much was going on there. There you go. Number four was Pocahontas. Oh Pocahontas. I like Pocahontas. You mean you mean Pocahontas? <laughs> I like Pocahontas. It is Pocahontas. It is She's so pretty. She's also supposed to be 13. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Welcome to history. Okay, we're talking about a story about a very young girl who marries this man, probably by force, to like bring their like the white man and the Indians <laughs> together, and then he takes and then he takes this young girl all the way to England and basically parades her around like a circus freak. That's okay, what first really of all, happened. I like Pocahontas because she's very pretty. She's very sweet. Her grandmother is a tree. That's amazing. And was it Nico? Miko? It's so cute you believe the Disney version. <laughs> I only like the things about her. Like, I don't like Those anything not, else. None of that is true. It doesn't her? matter. They're so it's fun. It's really a sad story. She this, dances this and poor, dives. This poor young oh my girl goodness. gets exploited. She's taken to England and gets exploited. I think we need okay, to now I feel like I need to watch it again. I have not seen it since I was a kid, and now I feel like it's going to be They're not going to show yeah. you any of that in the Disney movie. I mean, yeah. the Disney movie doesn't end with her dying of smallpox. I mean, just, that's I what mean I, there you go. She died of smallpox? Yeah, the England. whole tribe probably does. No, no, they brought her back to England. She died in England. Okay, but yeah. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. And the last, uh, number five was Ace Ventura and When Nature Crawls. Those movies are so stupid. So we got like, like I mentioned some of the other movies we had this year. Uh, we had Die Hard with a Vengeance. We had Waterworld. Seven. Oh, because Waterworld was such a great movie. Not. <laughs> Waterworld is <laughs> a hot mess, but I, I stand by the director's cut. Um, let's see what we had. Dumb and Dumber, uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, I love Mortal Kombat. I'm not gonna lie. I watched that the other day too. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Casino. Uh, Fort, like I mentioned, Forrest Gump. Um, the Jungle Book with uh, Jason Scott Lee. Yeah. Um, Desperado. Oh, I love Desperado. That's oh, a yeah. great movie too. It's a good movie. So that's that's what come out. Yay. Yay. So what are you what are your thoughts about Outbreak? 
Outbreak. Um, I love the movie, and I and I love. This is one of the few movies that my husband actually enjoyed. And all through the movie, he gave me all of his medical facts, which was kind of that's annoying. cute. It was annoying. I'm not gonna lie. All I'm sure it was. Thing, I didn't have to hear it. That's cute. He's like, well, you know, blah 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 blah, and I'm like, just. And so, but it was because, well, he's, he's building me a wall. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. He's building me a wall, you know, cause you know, we have to be social distancing. Uh, Between no. you two? Like actually, that you can just carry around? No, he's really, he's actually replacing our fence. So there's that. But um, he did want to be on it, but then he decided to replace our fence. So he's doing that. But uh, the movie, I, I love the movie. The movie was great. It's a, it's a um, fantastic acting. The writing is good. This is, to me, is an overall just a really, really good sound movie that could actually be real. So, I mean, it is very real. I mean, uh, I don't know if the government would blow towns up. I hope not. But it's very real as far as um the way viruses can spread so there you go i did like the like at the beginning it was when he showed up and he was like we have to shut down everything everybody needs to stay indoors and all this stuff i was like well that's relevant and the guy was like no it's so quick nobody knows about it we're not going to even bring it up right he's like no shut down everything i was like hey i will say this this is a nastier virus than what we're dealing with in real life I don't so, want my insides to liquefy. So Mutaba is a basically a um, fictionalized version of a, Ebola, like how bad Ebola. Gets. In fact, when right, they start right. showing the disease, when they have pictures of the disease, they're basically right, showing Ebola. they're showing you Ebola slides, and so and it's just not nice. Yeah, no, and Ebola, Ebola is incredibly deadly, but it's it's not nearly as contagious. I mean, you have to really be in contact with Ebola. You know, Mutaba, they made it sure that like it was airborne, and you know it. And like literal air, airborne, not like COVID airborne, where you know COVID comes out, you know, you can sneeze or cough or whatever, and it lingers yeah. in the air and then goes to surface. Well, this stuff like actually, flies. COVID <laughs> is not airborne; it's only spread through droplets, which can right. be in the air for a little bit, we, 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 right, right, which is fake airborne, which yeah, is not. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's so uh, it's not not you know it doesn't have the spiny things to make it yeah, <laughs> airborne right. like flu. So guys, um, real quick, because I've been doing some research, uh, so one hundred percent. I thought Pocahontas was like just a fictional. Wait, wait, wait. So you got to come back and wave. Yeah, Where I saw a person. Wait, this is Benny. He's working on my fence. He's awesome. Hello, guys. We're podcasting. Hello. Oh, that's awesome. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> so I thought Pocahontas was just something that Disney put into a movie, okay? Guys, this is intense. Like, she got married at 17 and had a son at 18 and then died at 20 or 21. Yeah. And then that's yeah. like, nobody knows exactly why she died or where because she Because the white man gave her a disease. What? Yeah. Yes. She died. This is upsetting. Dog. I thought Pocahontas was just all fictional. I didn't know it was a real person. Honey, that whole story is real. It's in the house. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought it was just like a fairy tale. Okay. No, that story is real, but completely whitewashed. I mean, yeah, I see that now. <laughs> Pun intended, Scotty. Like, I'm upset. I need to go Scotty. tell the world. Okay, 
I got 10% of battery. I'm just letting you know in case my battery dies. Okay, she oh. said that at like 40 minutes, so we have another 20 minutes no, before it No, I dies. said I had 20% a few oh. minutes ago. Let's, this is 10%. Let's table, let's table the Pocahontas talk until the cult meeting. We'll give Justina homework. She, her job is to study about Research Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Honest, and then get back to us where we report on Pocahontas. I'm gonna write an I'm gonna write an essay. Real Pocahontas, like real Pocahontas. index cards. <laughs> yeah, y'all wait. Uh, you Sorry, get master's degree. You have to go to the side. Learn about Pocahontas right now. Ethics, don't care. <laughs> uh, before we have to lose uh, Stephanie, Justine, what do you think of the movie? This for your first time seeing it. It is my first time seeing it, and I I think that first of all, it was interesting the whole time. So I think it held up really well with it being from 95 um, because again, the whole movie, like I, I didn't hit a point where it felt like it wasn't watchable. Like I, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed seeing people that I know now from posit like roles that they took on. You could tell at the beginning of their career, that was interesting as well. Um, and I think it's really relevant to what we're going through where it's like a simple, you know, it, it can spread. And I know that it's, romanticized I guess you can say like it's more than it should be for what we're going through but it has the same kind of premise where it's like this stuff can spread this easily if you're not careful so just be aware of the fact that shit's real, shit's real. we're not together because shit's real that's true Let me, uh, I, it's I agree so I've never gone through this kind of stuff in my entire life this is so weird do you guys feel like this is surreal like oh, what we're yeah. going through. Yeah, the whole thing is crazy. Oh, let me let me just do this. Shameless plug. This woman works at the hospital every day. You guys aren't six feet that? apart. She <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we are. I am you don't know my life. <laughs> you don't know my life. She works at the hospital every day and she is a superhero. Thank you, dear. So there you go. She is a Thank superhero. You. We appreciate you. But we yeah, appreciate all so the much. people. You're out there. Oh, it's, it's tough. And all we're doing is hiding and podcasting. So at least we're doing our part trying to keep you entertained. But man, that, you know, thank you for being on the front lines. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. That's what we do. Yay! But, uh, I, I agree with um, Justine. I think the movie holds up. I was really surprised how much the movie held up. It's been a while since I had seen it. And, uh, you know, outside of its relevance, it's, it's really a good movie. And at least at the end, they, they find it. So if they, who can ever find the COVID monkey and go, we need our Dustin Hoffman to go find the COVID monkey and secure all this so we can go outside again. It's basically what, what I want. It's still awesome. a helicopter, buddy. Still a helicopter. Good Show me the money. <laughs> uh, you still with us? I think I'm out. Maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm there he is. Wait, no, there's Drew. Okay, hey, I didn't Drew. know what was going on. Hey, uh, just wanted to thank you for, for uh, coordinating and producing for us today. Of course, of course. That's what I'm um, here for. Love doing it. So thank you, everyone. Give give him props, mad props, and uh, check out his stuff on Craft Show. Uh, he, he's putting out some great interviews and great videos. So definitely sh uh, watch those. I do. They're all interesting and fun. Thank you for doing everything, Drew. You're yes, amazing. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Drew. You have made this possible. We love you and appreciate you so much. Appreciate it, I love seeing the side of your face. It's amazing. And the next time you direct a movie, I want in. Okay. Well, even if, even if I'm a background uh, next year, I'll be doing like this or whatever. <laughs> Craft services, I can do that too. It doesn't matter. <laughs>
All right, everybody. Uh, so this is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and be, make yours. Be out there. Stay safe. All right. Uh, keep the drop that curve, flatten that curve for everybody. See you later. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.